Chapter 4 Pink irascible Robert, prone to throw his food about his plate if it did not commend itself to him, felt in an extremely good-natured mood that same night after dinner, for the guru had again made a visit to the kitchen, with the result that, instead of a slab of pale dead codfish being put before him after he had eaten some tepid soup, there appeared a delicious little fish curry. The guru had behaved with great tact. He had seen the storm gathering on poor Robert's face as he sipped the cool effete concoction and put down his spoon again with a splash in his soup plate, and thereupon had bowed and smiled and scurried away to the kitchen to intercept the next abomination. Then, returning with the little curry, he explained that it was entirely for Robert, since those who sought the way did not indulge in hot, sharp foods. And so he had gobbled it up to the very last morsel. In consequence, when the guru salaamed very humbly and said that with gracious permission of beloved lady and kind master, he would go and meditate in his room, and had shambled away in his red slippers, the discussion which Robert had felt himself obliged to open with his wife, on the subject of having an unknown Indian staying with them for an indefinite period, was opened in a much more amicable key than it would have been on a slice of codfish. Well now, about this gollywog, aha, I should say guru, my dear, he began, what's going to happen? Daisy Quantock drew in her breath sharply and winced at this irreverence, but quickly remembered that she must always be sending out messages of love, north, east, south and west. So she sent a rather spiky one in the direction of her husband who was sitting due east, so that it probably got to him at once, and smiled the particular hard, firm smile which was an heirloom inherited from her last rule of life. No one knows, she said brightly, even the guides can't tell where and when a guru may be called. Then do you propose he should stop here till he's called somewhere else? She continued smiling. I don't propose anything, she said. It's not in my hands. Under the calming influence of the fish curry, Robert remained still placid. He's a first-rate cook, anyhow, he said. Can't you engage him as that? Call to the kitchen, you know. Darling, said Mrs Quantock, sending out more love. But she had a quick temper, and indeed the two were outpoured together like hot and cold taps turned on in a bath. The pellucid stream of love served to keep her temper moderately cooled. Well, ask him, suggested Mr Quantock. As you say, you never can tell where a guru may be called. Give him forty pounds a year and beer money. Beer, began Mrs Quantock, when she suddenly remembered George's story about Rush and the Guru and the brandy bottle, and stopped.